If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar & Grill in Lincoln. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Off Court Podcast. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey, and Bryce McGowns. You heard we're brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill in Lincoln, along with Tavern 180, located side by side on 30th and Yankee Hill Drive. Get on into Tanner's. They will have uh, the basketball game on Sunday at the BTN Plus feed. You can watch Bryce and Trey against Colorado at 11 a.m. Uh, they'll obviously have all the football action on in at Tanner's. They have brunch next door as well at uh tavern 180 as well as a great um steak selection and cocktail menu uh check out both those spots proud title sponsors here of the off-court podcast but bryce and trey we have basketball to talk about uh 97 58 win in your opening night um a pro state uh, exhibition win and we mentioned you guys have colorado uh coming up on sunday robin obviously you got a lot of questions you want to go with after what you saw in, in uh, opening night here yeah first and foremost i am so glad that we don't have to talk about how excited you guys are to play a game with each other to play in front of fans because you finally went out and did it i guess we'll start with just the the experience of of that night i mean obviously the the fans in the building was a big deal but i know for you guys you tweeted right after the game about how special it was for you to be on the court together for the first time since you were little kids in a real game. Uh, I guess, what were the emotions like for you guys? Uh, For me, you know, uh, it was a lot of, uh, you know, things going through my head, Uh, you know, first time uh, as a basketball, well, as a collegiate basketball player, Mm -hmm. being able to step on the floor, um, you know, in front of a great crowd of fans. And then, you know, my brother, you know, me being able to play with my brother, uh, you know, it means everything to me. You know, we, you know, we dreamed of this um, when I was little. So just having the opportunity uh, to play with him, uh, it's, it's amazing. First, first career bucket, an alley-oop from your brother. <laughs> couldn't, yeah. couldn't have written that script much better. Right. Trey, for you, I mean, I know this is something that you've been talking about for a long time. Uh, I guess just, just being out there with Bryce, you know, for, for you, how special was that? Um. I mean, I was, um, I said it um, kind of when I got home. Um, I mean, just after I kind of threw Bryce the live, I mean, the rest of the night, I, I just, I, I could kind of care less um, how the rest of the night was. Right. Um, I was just kind of living off that moment. But really, I didn't really um, 
think about it too much until um, when I got home. Um, just I kept watching the highlight over and over for sure. like 15, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. It was it was just definitely a dope filler. Absolutely. I'm sure. Did you guys talk with your, your parents at all? I'm sure you got a lot of people from back home texting, calling, and congratulating you on the, on the debut. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I guess, uh, you know, from, from an actual basketball standpoint, uh, you know, what do you think? What, how would you evaluate your guys' unofficial debut of the, the 21-22 season? Um, the biggest thing for me was um, everybody was together. Um, everybody was happy for each other. Um, and that was something we didn't really have um, last year. Um, and I feel like that hurt us. So just being together all night, that was something we've been preaching um, all summer, um, all spring, um, up to now. I'm um, just staying together and understanding that we need each other. So um, just how together we were last night, that, that was probably the thing that probably excited me the most. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, we pretty much got everything else, like the pieces and talent. Right, right. And Bryce, I know it's an exhibition, but your your college debut, like you mentioned, what was what was that experience like for you? I mean, were, were there some, some nerves or, or anything like that that you had to kind of work through to, to start that game? Uh, well, off tip, of course, you know, it's, of course it's going to be some nerves, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, first time, um, you know, playing in a college setting. So, you know, definitely. But, you know, everybody, you know, Trey, you know, everybody else, you know, helped me through it. I got my first win and I was, you know, it was good from there. So, yeah, I just I love, you know, going off what Trey said. I love how everybody was together, uh, you know, uh, cheering for each other, rooting each other on. And, you know, that was the most important thing of the night. I know the the big conversation going into the season was uh, you know about the rotation and you know how how Coach Hoiberg said it was the biggest challenge he was going to have this offseason was figuring out how to deal with fourteen scholarship players, most of which he would trust to to play in the game right now. And we kind of got a glimpse of that. You know, obviously he had nine guys play in the first half; all fourteen got to see the court uh, by the end of the game. I know that there was some questions from from fans about uh you know especially the the back end of that bench where some guys got in a little bit later uh than maybe some expected but but coach Hoiberg noted that you know the energy on the bench throughout the game was great and even the guys that you know maybe didn't get in as early as they would have liked the the vibes were good you know the positivity was there and when they got their opportunities they took advantage Trey did you notice um any any frustration or anything about the playing time in, in that debut or, or were guys able to kind of have that role acceptance that has been talked about quite a bit this offseason? Um, I feel like everyone definitely had the role acceptance. Um, I mean, everyone understands as the season uh, goes on, um, minutes can change, roles can change. Um, so really just um, going out every day in games, practice, just being the best you, um, control what you can control, um, honestly. Um, and then – I mean, just do whatever um, it takes to help this team win because as long as we do that, everyone does that. I mean, the goals that you have personally are going to be reached as well. Now, I know Coach Hoiberg mentioned uh, a few times that he was not pleased with the rebounding. Uh, you know, you guys, especially on the defensive boards, I think they had seven offensive rebounds, 14 second chance points, and, you know, he, he seemed pretty frustrated with that. What, what was your guys' opinion on, on that, and, and what needs to happen for the defensive rebound in particular to be better? Uh, yeah, I strongly agree with uh, Coach Hoiberg. Um, you know, I know we're going to you know, stress it tomorrow. We're going to do a lot of rebounding mm-hmm. drills tomorrow. So, you know, we we expect that. So, but yeah, we I feel like we didn't do a great job of rebounding yesterday. So, we got to do better. All right, Nebraska, a 97-58 winner in their exhibition home opener. 
Wednesday night against Peru State. They have Colorado coming in on Sunday for another exhibition, kind of a rare deal to get two of these in a year. Um, and we'll talk more about that and go through a lot more here in this edition of Off Court. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. Hi, Sean Callahan with the Husker Online Show. So what are Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off, and they must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to the Off Court Podcast. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey Bryce McGowan, as you heard, we're brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill and Tavern 180, who just delivered some great food to the studio. We got a Wagyu hanging tenderloin, some sliders. Uh, they always very popular um, Trey McGowan's lemon pe- lemon peppered wings, right, Trey? Yes, sir. Ski. And then uh, Bryce's mozzarella signature mozzarella sticks. Yes, sir. They they know it. They brought it up uh, to us again, and then obviously some uh, charred buff chicken lips. Uh, thanks to Tanners and Tavern One Eighty, our title sponsor here. Uh, but this segment of the show brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers, Fifty Six and Pine Lake Road. Um, they just finished up their big sale. Get on into Gary Michaels Clothiers. They are your premier custom sportswear store, not only in Lincoln, but the state of Nebraska. Gary and Nate uh, run a first-class operation. Uh, They've been dressing um, businessmen, athletes, uh, people in the state of Nebraska for many, many years. They're dressing Nebraska basketball this year. They dress Nebraska football as well. Uh, Check out Gary Michaels Clothiers, 56 and Pine Lake Road. Uh, But, Robin, let's continue the discussion here. Uh, one game in the books, exhibition game against Peru State. Another one here against Colorado. And give us an idea. How did this all come about? How do you now have an exhibition game with Colorado? Is this an every year thing now going forward? Well, it's going to be, I think, a reoccurring thing now going forward where instead of the closed scrimmage that the teams would normally do with another high major opponent that no one would get to see and maybe a box score would Which leak out. Which was dumb. Yeah, I mean, I know the coaches really liked it because they could control like every variable uh, about those things and, you know, kind of manufacture situations. I think those are going to be uh, in the past now, and you're going to see those replaced with these charity exhibition games where you're able to pit two teams against each other that maybe normally wouldn't play, raise a bunch of money for some good causes, and also give your team a uh, a real game situation uh see how guys respond and 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 be able to do it consequence free without it hurting your record at all so i I imagine it's gonna be a thing you're gonna see every year i know next season um nebraska's going to colorado to return the favor for this deal so this is kind of a a home and home (laughs) charity exhibition series that they got but um you know colorado is i think 35th right now in the ap poll nationally so a major step up in competition but i want to go back to the Peru State game with you guys. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the the rebounding stuff, but I thought one thing, and Trey, you kind of hit on this with how you said you guys were together in that game, 25 to 9 assist to turnover ratio, 25 assists on 30, or yeah, 25 assists 
on 36 made baskets. I mean, that's about as good of a ball movement as you're going to see. I think 10 different players had at least one assist. Trey, you had five. Alonzo had eight. Uh, I guess maybe just talk about the ball movement a little bit and how much of a priority that's been to make sure that this offense flows the way it's supposed to flow and doesn't get stuck the way sometimes it did last year, especially early in the season. Um, I mean, just everyone buying in. Um, everyone knows that just like it was those night last night. Um, but everyone played good. Um, everybody, everyone played well. Um, everyone excited for each other. But really, just understanding every night um, we have so much talent that it'll be a different person um, every night. Um, so it can change. So really, just putting the ball in a person's hands who's hot. Um, Kase, he 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 shot the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ, pretty much everyone, and the shots that didn't go in, they they look good. So um, everyone, like I said, everyone just buying in, being happy for one another. Now, Trey, I got to ask you: you played 22 minutes and you took one shot. Was that something intentional that you went in that you wanted to make sure everybody got theirs, or was that just kind of how the game went? No, that was just how the game went. Um, I, I honestly didn't feel like I I, I passed up one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the three um, that Zoe had passed me, um, but other than that. Um, I, I didn't really have a shot, but really, I feel like that's what the exhibition game is for. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of getting because, like, practice you you, you kind of know, um, based on because you're playing against the same people every day, um, you know where you're gonna get your shots. So, I mean, the game, um, just trying to get a feel for everyone. We got different lineups that we might not have played with in practice, um, different pace, um, so. Really, just trying to figure out um, where your shots are going to come from in a game. Um, so I feel like I did a, I did a good job. Um, I affected the game on defensive end, um, rebound, um, pass, and find the open teammates. Um, so um, I feel like Colorado will probably have a lot more shots because um, we'll probably need it a lot more as, as well. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Bryce, maybe you can touch on this a little bit, but you know, Sunday obviously is a big step up in level of competition you're going to face. Like I said Colorado's an NCAA tournament team from a year ago. They got high expectations of their own, and uh, I get the sense that both teams will be treating this like it's a real game, even though it's an exhibition. I mean, you guys are going to be playing to win. So while Wednesday night was a lot of roster experimentation, you know, 15 different guys playing, I imagine that. In, what we'll see Sunday will look a lot more like what the regular season is going to hold. Yeah, uh, yes, sir. I feel like, you know, we'll probably bring – we'll come out with, a, you know, a lot more energy. Um, you know, we'll have to – everything will have to be, you know, tight and uh, on point. Uh, you know, them being a top 35 team, you said they went to the tournament. Mm-hmm. They went to the tournament. And, you know, them being a tourney team from uh, last year, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, different from the Peru State game and, you know uh, – and just being able to get us ready for the season, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely need that uh, heading into the season, uh, playing, you know, a real good opponent, well, a pretty good opponent uh, in Colorado. So mm-hmm. Now, uh, the fact that going into Wednesday night, you know, there was all this, you know, this newness, you know, the being able to play in front of fans, your first game, you know, you guys playing together for the first time. Now that that's all out of the way, is there almost like – a relief like where you can finally turn the page on all that stuff and just focus on basketball like the season's finally underway you don't have to think about all that other stuff it's now it's just all about basketball definitely um i mean for me just shorter practices um i feel um i mean you're, you're able to work on like more game like stuff um because you kind of know 
um, going in a scout, um, where you gonna get your shots? Just trying to find that out. So, mm-hmm. just really working on um, the spots, like during like day or two um, before the game. Just where you gonna get your shots, so you're kind of prepared. All right. Well, I guess uh, you know you mentioned Alonzo. It was his night. Um, you know, when he came into the game, it seemed like uh, things really started to to flow. I mean, obviously, hitting shots helped, but you know, the the pick and roll action with Derek, you know, that immediately. Uh, got things going a little bit. Just, just how big of a difference does he make when he's on the floor? I mean, with with his with his playmaking ability and being able to pair that with uh, the, the the scoring talent that you have around him. Um, I mean, he is he is he's electric. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we've been saying that. Um, it's nothing new for. Um, I mean, you you've been around um, a whole lot, um, and mm-hmm. I mean, just the team. Um, that's something we we knew, and it was just good that the fans kind of got to see it rather than just them hearing about it um, a whole lot. Um, so, I mean, but, I mean, the biggest thing um, for me, like, a lot of people, like, he had a good offensive night, but he gets after it defensively. Um, I feel like, what do you have, like three, four steals? Mm-hmm. Three. Yeah, three. Um, I mean, he he, re- he really just keeps everyone, everyone together um, and just adds the extra energy. So obviously, Peru State, uh, you know, they were unconscious shooting the three-pointer, especially in the first half, and that made that game probably a little closer than it should have been. But uh, I know the one of the comments Coach Hoiberg made after the game was uh, about just the defensive rotations on the perimeter. Uh, you know, the fact that you guys were trying to, you know, make up for some things on the defensive glass that it took put a little bit more pressure on being able to contest shots. Um, out on the perimeter, and a lot of times those were late, and so there was a lot of open looks Peru State was able to make. How much of that was just the rotations not being quick enough and guys getting out to contest early enough, and how much of it was, Coach mentioned that some guys, you know, a lot of times you were just taking chances, you know, trying to go for the steal, and when it was missed, then that would lead to an open shot. Was it, was it a balance of being too aggressive, or was it kind of just the, the timing not being there? Um, I honestly feel like it, it was kind of both. Um, I mean, sometimes we, we'd gamble um, when we didn't need to. And then sometimes just, I mean, because they were, they were moving the ball. Mm-hmm. They were. So, like, swing to one side, we'll be good on that rotation. Um, they might swing it back, we might be good on that rotation. And it would just it would just be the extra swing back um, where we – because, like, we're exiting out so much mm-hmm. um, and switching, trying to help out the man and stuff like that. Um, to where they get an open shot, um, so I feel like that that was that was big too. And then I feel like the gambling was just we were just trying to get a stop so bad because they kept hitting shots, um, mm-hmm. and it, it, it definitely hurt us. All right, we're going to continue this discussion, but we got a special guest that will join us here in studio next. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. All of the lights. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court. As you heard, we're talking a lot about basketball as uh, Nebraska finally got in a game with fans in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, And when you bring fans, you bring family in town. And uh, pleased to be joined um, by a cousin of Bryce and Trey, Tawana Billups. Tawana? Tawana? Tawana. Tawana Billups out of Atlanta, Georgia. He played volleyball at Wofford, so we know where Trey and Bryce got all of their athletic ability from. It, it really fa- does. Right family full of athletes. I mean, like when you guys have like family reunions, family parties. I mean, you you Everybody guys. Athlete. I mean, you guys can play. I mean, I, I'm guessing the 
competitive picnic sports get pretty real. Well, we spent a lot of time with family, and actually their mom and I played in the same conference, so she played basketball and I played volleyball. So we saw each other all the time when we went to each other's school. Were y'all um, Big South or SoCal? We were moving between each one when I was there, and so we ended up going into um, the Southern Conference. Southern Conference, okay. Well, uh, start off by saying thank you for uh, coming. Uh, thank you for all the support, you know, over all these years. So, you know. Young. Yes, very young. Young. <laughs> well, we'll start off by, you know, asking, you know, uh, what have you seen uh, and what progress have you seen from, you know, me and Trey as we, you know, we've grown as, you know, young men? Yeah, you know, when, of course, you guys impacted my life when you were born, to be honest with you, because Pam was actually thinking about moving to Atlanta and then Trey appeared <laughs> Boy. and then but um i think that because i had a lot of um because of my coaching a lot of usav volleyball club level i didn't get a chance to get to watch them as much as i wanted to when they were younger especially trey um i retired that about five years ago and so i got to see bryce a lot mm -hmm. and you know even seeing trey the few times he came to atlanta and a couple of tournaments he had there I think that Trey always had this like drive and grit and wanting to do what he wanted to do. It also shows that he played football. I um, mean, he had a football dad for sure. Um, but then watching Bryce, you know, the first time I spent the entire weekend watching him, um, I think I was the only one there because your dad had something, your mom had a tournament, your grandparents may have came into town, but I saw something special from a skills perspective. Um, I watched a lot of volleyball, I mean, basketball growing up. Um, I am a very big basketball fan, even though I'm not very good at executing some of the skills of basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to shoot, but I don't like any of the other stuff that comes with it. Um, but just noticing that he had the skill, it was then like, you know, I was always nervous that he was going to break every time <laughs> he jumped or went for a dunk. Um, but it's nice to see that he's gained a few pounds um, with the same skill and the way he's executed. And Trey is a great brother. I mean, we're a big family. We do a lot of things with our family. We've always hung out with family. I grew up with my cousins being my friends. So we very much support each other. And we do have a, a family of athletes. Well, you know, talk about, you know, you played uh, college ball, you know, at Walford. So you just talk about your journey as a, you know, athlete and growing up into where you are now. Yeah, I think that I actually wasn't thinking about playing college sports, to be honest with you. I was always pushed academics. So I thought I was going to be this physician, go to one of the best medical-based schools and so forth. But I started my journey with playing organized sports in 10th grade. Um, that was the first time I touched a volleyball. And I actually was a very good softball player. I was actually a better softball player than I was a volleyball player. Um, but then I went to Clemson volleyball camp between my junior and senior year. And I learned a lot at that camp within a week. And one of the when I made the all-star team at camp, and we won the all-star tournament. And then the my opposite was going to say that she was going to play in college. I was like, well, if she can play in college, I can probably play in college. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I decided to take both the academic and the athletic route and decide to choose Wofford. What was like really to think like, like being so tall, what made you like start sports like super late? Because like, I feel like. 
Well, being that tall is you kind of like forced into sports, kind of per se. Yeah, you know, as you know, my my baby sister, she's six one, six. So I am actually am the shortest person in the family, um, and so it probably had the shortest, the smallest shoe size as well, even from my aunts. But I think that I ran track. I was a track mm-hmm. runner in eighth and ninth grade, and then. We just grew up playing sports. We grew up playing basketball as a kid. We grew up playing softball as mm-hmm. a kid. I just never thought about sports being organized in high school until one of the PE teachers told me, you should go play volleyball. And they were like, you should go play softball. And when I did that, that changed my life, obviously, because someone saw something in me during PE. That's why I think PE is important in, um, in elementary school mm-hmm. or middle school and grade school, because that's when you find people to do things that you never thought you might do. Right. Well, well you talked about um, how, like, you, you, you were, like, more educational first, um, how you wanted to be a physician. Um, what was kind of the thing that drew you into, like, the healthcare field? Yeah, so I think that, you know, I was a Cosby fan, so I wanted to be a orthopedic. I wanted to be an OBGYN at first. And then when I went to Wofford, I was pre-med and I was into sports, so I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon with a focus in um sports medicine. And then my senior year decided that I did not want to go to school for 12 more years. Um, I wanted to actually do something with my life for the next 12 years and stop competing to be the top 10 of any type of group. Um, and so it was actually um, my, when my grandfather was in the hospital um, before he passed away, um, their great uncle, um, I realized there was more to health care than just being a care deliverer. Um, you can it's also use policies that make a difference into how care is delivered in the administration. And so I ended up going to get my MBA and MHA um, at Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, on this podcast, you know, it's it's all about, well, I would say in our family, everything's about, you know, family. We stress family all the time. So, you know, growing up, just talk about, you know, uh, how much, you know, I would say pride you took in, uh, you know, just family all around. Yeah, like I said, I think that, I, for my, so a great example is the fact that my birthday's in the summer, July 20th, and I always spend it with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not actually, and I also lived a little bit further from everybody else in school, so we did everything together. We spent heavy holiday, we hung out on the weekends, um, we came to visit everybody, so like when I had to go to Anderson and spend the, like spend the weekend there for whether it was softball or a visit in a school, visiting Clemson, I had family to stay with them, right? And they were always open and inviting, and it was like a natural thing. Um, every summer on my mom's side of the family, we actually go to Eastern Shore, Virginia, and Cape Charles. And for 55 years straight, we've had family reunions, and that's like 100 people there. So I'm originally from Trenton, New Jersey, and all my family also lives there too um, on that side of the family. So I'm just used to being around first and second cousins, like they're just my sisters and brothers. So we've had both of their parents, Pam and, and Bobby, on the show. And, you know, obviously they're extremely proud of what Bryce and, and Trey have done, uh, not only right now, but leading up their, their whole basketball careers. But from the rest of the family's perspective, I know you guys are just full of athletes. you got college athletes, D1 players all over the all over the map on your family tree. But I guess how much pride to, does the, the family as a whole take in these two? And the fact that, you know, not only have they reached this level of basketball, but they're doing it together at the same school. Yeah, I think it's a testament of just how we're brought up and our values and just the fact that we keep, you know, God first and our family, too, and the culture that we kind of build around that. I mean, we stem from our grandparents, and I think that it's very nice to see how humbling they are 
um, and how much they enjoy being who they are too, which I think is very important um, in this generation to really show that you can be just as good and just as cool, um, you know, being who you are, right? And um, taking those family values and really showing that those things matter um, in this day and age. All right, so did you ever get a chance to watch my my mother play? Yes, I, I actually had to go All to right. her games. All right. talk, <laughs> can you talk to me about how, you know, she played and, you know, how exciting it was to watch her play? Well, actually, when I, when I, I didn't play volleyball, I mean, basketball at Wofford, but when she came in, I remember, and the coach actually wanted me to play basketball, and I told her, no, that's not my sport, <laughs> but that she was the number one she was the person they were recruit they were actually scouting most mm-hmm. of the time and they were just like she's so good i mean she's just she was your mom i mean yeah. she she's exactly how she was then how she is now okay. nothing new and i tried to convince <laughs> reina to play volleyball but um i think she's going to follow after her brothers yeah. and her mom she, she in the basketball but <laughs> yeah she definitely in the basketball but i mean we've we've heard like a kind of a lot about our mom but I mean, my dad has we we've seen a little bit of film on him, but the only fi- we we've never gotten to see like old film of my mom. So yeah, if anybody if anyone can get, get the that, film, <laughs> get the we, film, we, we we would definitely like to see that for sure. This is your first trip to Nebraska. Did they take you anywhere? Did you get to do anything fun while you're here for a few days? I have not. This is the fun, the most fun thing I've done so far, we except for you, going to the game last night. We fed you some Wagyu steak from <laughs> yes. Tavern 180. That was a highlight. I appreciate that. You're going to a World Series game this weekend, though. I am, so I have to cut my trip short because now I have an opportunity to go cheer on the Braves um, in Atlanta. So I'll be leaving a few days or a couple days earlier than I expected. I'm a Dodgers fan. You guys earned it. We'll give you the <laughs> but go Braves. It be uh, should be an electric scene out there. We appreciate you coming in. Uh, joining us on Off Court. Hopefully we see you here in Lincoln again. Sure. Thank you. All right. Much more to come. One of Trey's former teammates uh, will be joining us from Pitt next. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. You heard brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Thanks again for them bringing up the great food for today's podcast. But this segment of the program is brought to you by Slim Chickens. Uh, and you guys ran into, I think, Bill Hooks Robin was at the game, uh, owner, local owner here of Slim Chickens in Lincoln, uh, proud segment sponsor here. Two locations, 14th and Pine Lake Road, 84th and Old Cheney. That's Slim Chickens. Uh, you can get chicken and waffles, wings, um, tenders, great sides, great desserts. Check out any one of those two Slim Chicken locations. But pleased to bring in now Trey and Bryce, our next guest, a former teammate uh, uh, of Trey McGowan's at Pitt, Onye Azuku. All right, help me out. Help me out here because I just totally butchered it. Onye, and, and pronounce the last name, please. Onye Azukudo. Right, O? Yep, yep, as a kudos. Yeah. <laughs> well, Onye, uh, I'd hate to be how, when you're when you're in school and they do the roll call and they they check who's in class. How many teachers have butchered your last name over the years? Man, ever since I was in kindergarten, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they never got it right. <laughs> you too, by now. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, um, Trey and Bryce. Obviously, have a lot they want to talk to you about, um, as well as Robin. So I'll let you guys take it away, Trey and Bryce. Um, I mean, I'm gonna kind of introduce it. Um, Onge, um, I mean, he 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 probably one of the um, closest people I'm still close with. Um, at Pitt, 
Um, definitely one of my brothers for life. Um, my room, he was my roommate in road trips. Um, I mean, the Nigerian prince, we can say. <laughs> um, but nah, we gonna, we gonna get into questions. Um, thank you for um, coming up and taking the time to come on with us. Yeah. All right, so we, we, we just gonna talk about, um, we gonna start talking about the season. Um, the, um, expectations for y'all. So, um, Y'all might not know. He he goes to Pittsburgh, uh, University of Pittsburgh. Um and I mean, oh, um, I mean, going in your senior year or junior year with the COVID year, um, how how excited are you um about this year's team? I'm extremely excited. Um it's definitely a completely new team, a lot of new faces, and I think it's kind of like a new start. But I feel like it's been a lot of new pieces that we just kind of find out how everybody fits together. And um, I think it's going to be really good. You know, I think everybody's starting to gel together at the right time, right? The season right around the corner. We got our first game November 1st. And um, I think it's looking really good. Um, That's good. Um, I mean, growing up in Indiana, Fort Wayne, um, I mean, how kind of was basketball like? and I mean Indiana. I guess you could say bat- basketball kind of. That's kind of the mecca for high school and stuff like that. Yeah, y'all ain't got the best hoopers, but yeah. I, I guess fan, the fans <laughs> and how, how y'all games are. But. Fans, 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 hoopers, all of that. It's the best. Man. So yeah. So how was that? I mean, you Romeo, Romeo Langford. Um, he was playing while mm-hmm. you were playing. Um, just talk about some yeah. of the guys. Yeah, like from where I'm from. Um, basketball was just huge, like you said, like high school basketball, even, you know, we had lots of news coverage, you know, it was just a huge thing, like sold out high school gyms, like, and then they got the biggest high school gyms in the country. And just with that, like, it's great players. I feel like where I'm from, Fort Wayne, Indiana, doesn't get as much of a spotlight. Um, just, they're starting to get a bigger spotlight now. Um, people are starting to know about it more, but lots of great players. Um, Kayla's playing again. Keon Brooks at Kentucky right now. Um, just a whole lot of players that come out of there, and uh, it's a great it's a great atmosphere. Like for me, like that was really the reason why I started getting more and more into basketball when I moved to Indiana, and I saw like how big it was there. It's like all right, yeah, I got to get into this. So it was definitely huge in Indiana, and I feel like that's probably that's probably the greatest thing about growing up there. Yeah. So um, kind of talk about your journey. Um, whether it's from high school or really just from being a walk-on um, and, like, yeah. re- really just working um, to, like, get on the team? Yeah, so my journey coming out of high school, I had some offers, but, you know, I wasn't. I really wanted to play at a higher level. Um, and I also wanted to uh, get a degree. So I went to the University of Pittsburgh and uh, went there trying to find an opportunity to walk on to the team. And um, from there, it was, it was a whole journey, uh, just talking to the coach and staff. Um, and eventually, uh, they held a walk-on tryout. And uh, I think it was, I believe, like October of like 2018. And um, try went well, added me to the team initially as a practice player. And I just was in there working, coming in, doing, doing whatever I could. 
And um, cooking. I think it was over winter. You ain't got to be humble. What? <laughs> you ain't got to be humble. Let them know <laughs> yeah. what you was doing in practice. Yeah, I couldn't nobody I scoring them. Locking people up. Yeah, <laughs> I came in there locking them up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But um, no, I came in there and I, and I just tried to you know go hard every day and give what I could. Um, and that year winter break, um, I went home and then they had called me back to come back. And uh, that's, that's how they basically added me to the team. And since then, you know, I'm a worker, so I always stay in the gym, try to get better. And uh, since then, I just started to get, you know, that year I got minutes here and there, and uh, I'm going into my senior year now. Um, and it's looking like I'm going to be a big part of the team, big part of the rotation. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. Hey, Onya here. This is Robin Washett. Uh, you were roommates with Trey, right, at Pitt? Yeah. How many How many years were you guys rooming together? Uh, my I sophomore know. year, the year before I left. Okay, yeah. so one yeah. year. So, I guess, uh, what was Trey like back then? I mean, we see him now, and I think he's kind of, you know, come out of his his shell a little bit and been, a little, you know, he's kind of letting his personality show a little bit publicly. But uh, what was he like back then? You know, as as a young guy at Pitt, what do you remember? Oh, uh, uh, what what y'all see publicly is what I always saw. You know, he he was just always a fool, like just always messing around, <laughs> always. It was never, it was never a quiet moment, you know. We always gonna be, but it was, it was the best with him though, because we always had the best conversations. You know, we used to talk about anything, music, you know, making like, TikToks like, in the room when TikTok first dropped. Nah, what yeah, was it? It was Triller. It was Triller before stuff. TikTok. Triller videos. <laughs> I still, I, hey, I still, I still before remember, the UNC uh, game. Yeah, I still remember when uh. When you pulled a raw wave, you actually put me on the raw wave. Yeah. That's my favorite artist now. There you go, man. Just everything, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was always like that. It was always it was always good times, you know. It was always good times sometimes, and I appreciate that. Well, now I know that in today's you know college basketball, college sports, really you know transferring is just kind of part of the deal now, especially with the the one time transfer rule. I mean, it's it's just just part of the game, but. You know, when you have somebody that you're that close with, that you're a teammate with, that you're a roommate of, you, you become such close friends, and then you see them, you know, move on to, to kind of pursue their own, um, you know, interests and careers. How hard is that when you, you lose, a, lose a teammate and see one of your friends move on? It's definitely, it's definitely tough. You know, it's not easy. Uh, when Trey left, that, that one definitely is one of the ones that's done the most. Uh, and I feel like he was one of the, the first people that I really – you know, became close with that pit. And um, it's definitely tough, but at the same time, you got to realize, you know, he's chasing he's chasing his goals and he needs to put himself in the best situation, you know, to be successful. And so from that point of view, you know, I definitely understand that and wish him the best in that. But it definitely sung, you know, seeing him go. But, you know, I know I knew he was on a bigger and better thing. So, um, I mean, oh, thank you for coming on. But um, I'm going to just end with this. Um, I mean, oh, um, I mean, he honestly the hardest worker um, I, I've ever been around. Um, and really just being able to watch his journey up close, um, them talks we had on the road, um, wherever, just like phone, on the phone, like when we talk. Um, I mean, you, you definitely gave me a different outlook on life. Because, um, I mean, he, like, I'm, I'm in a good position um, compared to a lot of people. Um, so, um, like, just, just no matter um, how – how bad things may seem just um oh you taught me to just stay um level-headed 
Um, and always think positive and just keep working hard because everything's going to pay off at the end. So I appreciate you for that. For sure, bro. No doubt. Onye, appreciate the time again, uh, and hopefully maybe we'll see you in Lincoln one day uh, and come up here and check out Trey and Bryce. And he was it. supposed to come up this summer. He had, he Something came up. Hopefully. They don't get no hey, I'm off days. I'm going to be up there soon, man. Wolf, well, we come up here, I promise Trey and Bryce will take you out, feed you, show you a good time. Definitely show you a good time, Mo. <laughs> All right. Well, much more, to, much more to come. We'll close the show in our final segment next. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Final segment here of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey, Bryce McGowan's. You heard brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill and Tavern 180. Get on into Tanner's. They're going to have Nebraska, Purdue. They have all the volleyball on. You can watch Nebraska basketball play Colorado at 11 a.m. as well. And by the way, Trey and Bryce, th- that is Halloween. Are you guys dressing up? Like, what's your um, what 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 is on the agenda of Trey and Bryce McGowan's after the Colorado game? Do you have a costume you're going to put on and go somewhere or anything fun on Halloween? If if anybody has seen the movie Drumline, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be Nick Cannon uh, off the movie. So that's what I, that's what I got. What's like the Letterman's coat or what are you yeah, wearing? The one he was, you know, Letterman jacket when he couldn't perform, uh, when he couldn't do the in the beat. <laughs> yeah, battle of the bands. Battle, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Trey? We're going to figure something out. I'm surprised you guys aren't doing Mario Luigi with the uh, Super McGowan's Bro campaign. Nah, we going to do a shirt. Yeah, we're just going to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk, about, talk about that. You guys got some gear coming out mm-hmm. pretty soon. Uh, um, what's what's the latest on that? Um, we actually have a couple things um, coming soon. Probably like uh, jersey shirts. Um, but thing I'm probably most excited about is um, the Super Mario Brothers. Um, kind of because, I mean, it's something I get to do with my brother. Um kind of something we thought about um and finally really just got the idea that we kind of wanted um and then got the right design for it so i'm super excited as we continue the mailbag segment this segment is brought to you by a1 automotive located here in downtown lincoln um, 11th and n street check out a1 automotive they are your local owned downtown lincoln mechanic uh, helping out Husker athletes and people in the downtown area around Lincoln uh, for many, many years. Kendall, a proud uh, Kendall Warnock, a Lincoln Fire Chief, owner of uh, A1 as well. Proud segment sponsor here of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns as we continue the mailbag segment, Robin. So speaking of Super Mario Brothers, Trey, tell us a little bit about that uh, video you put out where you're sitting down, you're playing on the old N64. Have you ever played a Nintendo 64 before that? No, I think I played Game GameCube was the um yeah. Probably I, the I figured that was a little bit before your time. It was at uh, <laughs> it was at Nanny House. Um, me and Bryce used to be over there like after school. Used to go over there. So, I, how did that idea get started? Was that from the Nebraska's creative team, or was that something that um, you know you maybe had some input in? I guess who who how did that come about? Um, I mean, really, when the NIL thing kind of dropped, um. I was really just trying to um, figure out something that kind of fit me and Bryce. Um, it, we, I originally I was like, Warner's Bros. Where you could do it, McGowan's Bros. But I wanted something like with some personality and mm-hmm. something that like we could kind of, I don't know, like twist our own way. Um, so 
was like, Bryce was like, I'm Luigi. I'm taller. It <laughs> <That> works <laughs> so, out perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It so blew up. Like, you got yeah. the mustache? You know, you're yeah, the Mario. It's a me. So, um, I was like, <laughs> so, I don't know. It was definitely something that clicked. When I, whenever I told Bryce, Bryce was super excited about it. So Yeah, the feedback um, you guys got on that yeah. was incredible. It mm-hmm. seemed like everybody loved it. I mean, there were some mm-hmm. like of the real gaming nerds that were like, wait a minute, that's the original Mario yeah, yeah. NES playing on 64. Yeah, they, that game didn't come out with the um, <laughs> console. But yeah, it was. Um, I mean, we told the media team um, about it, and I mean, they just got behind it and really did the rest. We shot the video um, one night, and then I don't know. I was just excited. Like they were on Facetime with us uh, while the while we were um, while I watched the video actually, and then them just hearing my reaction. Was, yeah. <laughs> they, they they were um, happy they could um, kind of I don't know put their twist to it. Yeah. You guys got anything more like that in the works? We just got yeah. t- I was going to say, we, we got he Mario. Have, he, when, he's when's gonna Luigi? Have clip soon <laughs> for sure. Coming soon. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I guess, uh, you know, looking ahead, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the, the, the Colorado game. Uh, the, you, you guys have mentioned this before. Do you guys have a connection to Chauncey Billups? Possibly. Possibly. We don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. A lot of our family, but we, I mean, we, we want to meet him. Do you know him at all? No, not personally. Okay. All right, I didn't know because obviously former Colorado player there. But uh, with with a game like that, uh, you know what what are you personally going to try to accomplish? In in I know it's an exhibition and you guys are still kind of figuring some stuff out. But the fact that it is you know a relatively marquee opponent, um, you know I guess what 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 types of things are you personally going to try to get out of that game? Mm, really, just. I feel like it'll show us a, a true test because they're gonna come. They're gonna come in, try to whoop us um, at PBA for in front of fans. Um, it's gonna be probably packed. Um, and then I mean, but we're, we're ready for that. Um, I mean, we got big goals this season, so I feel like that'll be the first true test um, before like the season officially gets started to see where we are. How much easier is it to get up? I mean, getting up for Peru State compared to getting up for Colorado, I'm sure it's a little easier to kind of lock in and, and really be ready to go when uh, you know the, the name on the front of the jersey is a little bit more high profile. Uh, yes, sir. Right. And you know, uh, you know, again, being them, uh, being uh, you know preseason top 35 team and you know reigning um, you know a tournament team, mm-hmm. uh, so it'll, it's going to definitely be different. Um, you know. We just got to come ready to play, um, you know, lock in and, you know, come out with the win. I don't know if you guys saw they put out the uh, All-Big Ten uh, preseason team. I guess they don't do, like, the first, second team. They just do, like, ten guys. Uh, Players to watch. Yeah, but, you know, there's there's a lot of bigs in that group. I mean, obviously Kofi Coburn, Hunter Dixon, um, you know, and down the line. Uh, what Did, did you guys look at that at all and maybe get a, a scout of – some of the names you guys are going to be up against uh, come the start of league play. Um, nah, I just saw I was thirteen, so that was that was all, that was the only thing I uh, had seen, um, and then I didn't really care to go look at it because I know during the season it's going to change. Right. I mean, I guess it doesn't make that much difference who's in front of you. They're all going to be good, right? Yeah. And so the thirteen you're mentioning, uh, that was uh, Andy Katz from uh, BTN, uh, put out his top. Uh, 20 I think top 20 players going into it and Trey you were 13th on that I mean I'm sure you know you try not to put too much stock into something like that but uh is it cool to get that type of recognition the fact that 
you know, a, a guy that covers not only just the Big Ten, but all of college basketball is, is putting you in that conversation as, uh, you know, one of the top 13 players in, the, in one of the best conferences in the country? Um, it's definitely um, cool to get recognized for sure. Um, but, I mean, like I said, um, I mean, we got, we got big goals this season. So, um, can't lose focus of um, the main goal we have, and that's um, make, make the tournament and then make a run in the tournament. Um, win a lot of games this year, honestly, and just stay together the whole season. All right, guys. Well, this wraps up our regular weekly show schedule. We've done 18 weeks in a row. Crazy. We're going to now kind of transition to an in-season schedule. And starting um, in November, we'll do about two shows per month. And it won't be every Friday like we're doing now. We'll kind of pick days during the week um, that make sense with their with their games and their travel. Uh, so look for two shows in November, two in December, uh, two in January, two in February, and then one in March. We have nine shows left that we'll do uh, with Trey and Bryce. And we're going to, instead of doing them all in two months, we're going to span them out over the basketball season. I think it's a win for everybody, uh, Trey and Bryce. But this has been a fun 18 weeks. You guys have definitely earned your NIL media chops. I feel like you're um, a part of the team now, having you guys on. We've, we've had fun doing this for 18 straight weeks. No, for yeah. sure. Tom definitely flew. And we mentioned T-shirts. There will be a off-court T-shirt line that will be dropping soon. So uh, we'll definitely be putting it out there on social media and whatnot. So look for that coming soon. All right. Well, that wraps it up here for this week's edition of Off Court. Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.